All right, ladies and gentlemen, my name is Marcus Dietz. This is the Not So Live from the Shed podcast. Uh, I am excited to be here with my good friend and funny, very funny, uh, far-right comedian. <laughs> Lies. <laughs> Lies. Uh, no, I... Uh, See, I don't really like uh, a lot of people from the East Coast, but uh, <laughs> I like this next guy. He, uh, he cracks me up. I'm really excited to talk bullshit, uh, antagonize a little bit. My friend Robbie Aces. Robbie, how are you? I'm doing good. Thank you so much for that, hor- that horrifyingly horrible, like, pitchfork-inducing <laughs> intro. Yes. I, I, <laughs> I, I figure you'll be able to come back from it. Yeah, yeah, I think so. Uh, I don't think anybody's going to cancel you over that intro, so... <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I don't, I don't think I'm cancelable yet. Not yet. Nobody knows you yet. Yeah. Uh, so, we're in the middle of a pandemic... Uh, we're, we're homebound. We're not wearing masks right now. Please don't be mad at us. Uh, both of us are pretty clean. I might have some herpes. I don't know. But, uh, (laughs) for the most part, neither of us are really sick. So we're hanging out. Robbie invited me over for some dinner. It was very good. Thank you. Yeah, you're welcome. For Uh, that. Simple stuff. Simple stuff anybody can cook. You just need spices. That's it, really. Like uh, seasonings. Yep. Um, But I can't believe that you told everybody we're not wearing masks. I mean, (laughs) like, that's really uncomfortable. First you... First you call me a far-right comic, and then you say we're not wearing masks. Listen. When I have two masks on right now. Like, he's, got like a, he's got like a face mask covering his eyes and everything right now. He's, he's well prepared. Um, I got this thing in January when I thought everybody was going to be murdered yeah. by the Illuminati. Yeah. So I paid for it. You know, it's a, it's a sunk cost if I don't use it is what I'm saying. Yeah. So how did you, how did you learn how to cook? Uh, I think kind of from osmosis, just from, uh, like my mom's a really good cook. Um, all of, uh, all of my, all of, uh, the extended relatives on my mom's side, including like the guys cook, you know, and it was like, uh, so there were certain things where like, if we showed interest, you know, like how'd you do that or whatever like she'd show you how to do but most of it was just kind of like paying attention paying attention okay you know but uh what's your favorite thing to cook um i haven't i haven't cooked it in a really long time because it's it's very time consuming but i like to make empanadas okay yeah okay you know and the cheat is to use uh the cheat is to use biscuit dough Okay. If you if you want to cheat and make it slightly less uh, time consuming. You want to make a better empanada. That's the way to go. I don't know about better, but it'll save you time. Okay. It'll definitely save you time. What's your least favorite thing to cook? Um Probably my least favorite thing to cook is uh brown rice okay um 
just because I don't know the alchemy yet. Okay. To 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 still not, baffles you a little bit. Yeah, to make a uh, brown rice like not taste quite so bland. Okay. I still haven't I still haven't uh, figured that one out. I'm sure anybody that that uh, listens to this uh, or is listening to this at the time that they're listening to it, hello you person who's listening. <laughs> probably has already figured it out and is probably going to be like, "Oh, that's mad easy." That's, you know, but that's uh I don't know. I have a blind spot for that. Yeah. So where'd you grow up? Um, everywhere. Everywhere. Um, so kind of, uh, right, so like iced tea, everybody, iced tea is synonymous with like Los Angeles. Okay. But he's actually from Patterson, New Jersey. Okay. Um, which, you know, some people know that, but uh, a lot of people don't know that. So he's actually... Yeah, he's actually from Patterson, New Jersey. Okay. Tupac's from, like, Baltimore, I think. Okay. Originally, even though, like, right. So uh, I actually grew up a good chunk of my childhood because I was born in Bogota, Colombia. Okay. And then, uh, and then there was some time in Wyoming that I don't remember at all. And then uh, a piece of my uh, childhood was uh, in the Midwest, Okay. In a town called Normal, Illinois. Okay. Which is a college town. It's one of many. Uh, is it also, normal? Uh, I mean, that's the joke. Yeah. You know, that's the <laughs> that's the go to joke everybody says. Yeah. Um, like it's that actually was hack. That was hack. Okay. Well, you know, I mean, it's not hack the first time anybody says it. Right. Because you know, most people haven't heard you know the name of this town, right? Unless they're from like. Unless you're from, like, Illinois or from, you know, surrounding states and stuff like that. But it's actually because back in the day, uh, universities that were teachers' colleges, that were, that were specifically higher education for people to be trained to be teachers, okay. those were called normal schools. Okay. And they founded a university in that area, so they named the town after the university because it was the Illinois State Normal University. Okay. And then eventually... Uh, it, a town got built around it. Yeah, a town got built around it. The college became more of... It became, uh, you know, had more... Epicenter. Yeah, and uh, it became more than just like a, a, a training place for teachers. Okay. Like it had, you know, all the... Supermarkets. You know, all the different departments and okay. stuff that you would think of. For a college and stuff, so they dropped the normal part out of the name of that that uh, university. Okay. And it became Illinois State University, but the town stayed normal. So, um, as yeah, an adult, boring explanation. As but. an adult, have you been back to Columbia? I have. Uh, I went back there when there was a, a blackout in uh, in New York. Whatever year that was, uh, it's a blur. Like the year of the blackout, I went back because. Uh, because uh, um, my uh, my nona, my grandma died, oh. um, and then I've been back. I think uh, once or twice after that, like around uh, like uh, New Year's, for the big tradition of uh, uh, running around the block with a with a with a ro- rolling suitcase behind you. Okay, that's like a tradition. Okay, um, but yeah, it's been a while. It's probably been 
it's probably been at least seven, eight years, okay. I want to say. Yeah. So... But, uh, yeah, Midwest and then... Uh, normal. Normal. And then um, then uh, everywhere in New York. Okay. All and the then, boroughs. Yeah, except for Staten Island. Okay. I never lived in Staten <laughs> I Island. I like how you got to emphasize Yeah. <laughs> like, never, never Staten Island. Never Staten Island. What was your favorite place to live? Um... I liked I liked Jackson Heights because that was a, that was a traditionally like that's traditionally the Columbia neighborhood. Okay. It's not quite so Colombian anymore. Um, it's like maybe it's like uh, a quarter Colombian, but then it's also like very Ecuadorian, very Honduran, very Mexican there as well. Very and, Hispanic. Yeah, um, but yeah, I liked I liked Jackson Heights for that thing, and there were certain. You know, certain stuff that, you know, you can't find outside of, like, that type of neighborhood. Okay. Um, that, you know, that I kind of, you know, kind of missed, right? Like, uh, you can find a lot of Colombian restaurants in Queens. Okay. And absolutely 100% in, in Jackson Heights. Okay. Um, in the other boroughs... Not so you, much. No, not at all. Okay. Um, in Brooklyn, I think there was a Colombian bar... Okay. That served, served like mini empanadas that were shitty and fried. <laughs> okay. Um, and then in the Bronx, uh, where I was for, for the longest amount of time, there was one Colombian restaurant slash bar. Mm-hmm. But, it was, but it was run by Dominicans and it gave my dad food poisoning. Oh, wow. So I can't so recommend that it. Place. Yeah. <laughs> can't recommend that place. Uh, did you go to college? Yes. Where did you go and what did you study? I went to a college in Wisconsin. Okay. Uh, that was the first part. Well, Let me guess, Wapaka. No. Uh, a small uh, liberal arts college that I got a scholarship to okay. called Beloit College that built itself as the Yale of the Midwest because it was founded by Yale, Yale, uh, Yale hoity-toity Yale people. Okay. At, at some point in the 1800s. Okay. Um, so I did that. Um, I did go back to normal and do a sem- semester at Illinois State University when I was, uh, uh, didn't know if I wanted to go back to that Wisconsin school. Right. Because when I got there, all of my friends were like people that were like already seniors. Okay. And then they graduated and I was like. They were all older than you. Yeah. Okay. And then they graduated, and I was like, uh, you know, uh, salty about it. But yeah, I went there, and then eventually later, after being a broke, uh, after being a broke improv comedy guy, and a once in a while stand up guy in New York for a really long time, I went back to Brooklyn College to get a master's degree in uh, uh, elementary education. Okay. Because um, I was tired of being broke. Yeah. And I figured, ah, because there's, teach, there's uh, teachers in my bloodline, maybe that's just, you know, the family trade. You know, I should go and do, a te- you know, do teaching. Um, that was not for me. Okay. Not of little kids. Yeah. Not in the public school system. Yeah, did you learn quickly that that wasn't for you? Um, yeah, okay. I did. But, you know, I, I hung on there for a while because, like, I had this delusion that it's like, get well... Better? Yeah, I had a delusion it would get better, and if I held on and tried to pretend to be a little less miserable, yeah. that I could hold on long enough to maybe, uh, 
you know, be uh, eligible for like tenure. And then once you have tenure, you can change the world like Michelle Pfeiffer in a, in a black leather jacket in some shitty movie. Yes. From like the 90s or something. Yes. Right. Then you can teach how you really want to teach. Right. But that's a lie. Because yeah. <laughs> the because the curriculum comes from the curriculum comes from uh, education think tanks, which are highly influenced by corporations, and then it trickles down through the governmental public education structure down to the classroom teachers. So, like, you don't have the freedom that you think. Yeah. And uh, by the time it was like, uh, by the time I could have potentially uh, been putting together a portfolio to be eligible to like apply for like. For like uh, uh, tenure type of stuff, it was like all the old timer teachers. Like this was when like like Common Core was coming in, and it was like, all right, get ready, because mm. next year is gonna be ev- Common Core every day, all day. Yeah. Like all of the all of these old uh, gritty like like a carton of cigarette a day, like old school OG like uh, teachers, yeah. like in these meetings that we had to go to would be like. Oh yeah, this thing. Oh yeah, that's that thing that that's that thing they tried in the seventies that didn't work. Yeah. They just rebranded it, like you know. But they needed uh they needed the stupid young teachers that didn't know any better and didn't know like the history of to of, work it out. Yeah, you know of the educational like uh, the educational trends okay. that didn't know any better and like didn't have any leverage or pull. To like, you know, they needed to push out those old timers, basically, yeah. and have those people that needed to fall in line to fall in line okay. and fall in love with Common Core and all that kind of shit. If you didn't uh, if you didn't go to college to teach, what would you have gone to college for? Um, what was option number two? I don't know if I was uh, if I was an independently wealthy person, I probably would have gotten a master's in philosophy. OK. Um, that sounds like something an independently wealthy person would do. Yeah. Yeah. Or maybe I would have, you know, maybe I would have gotten like a, like a, uh, a degree in like, uh, uh, psychology or something like that and become like a, like a private practice therapist type person. Okay. So you said you were doing improv? Yeah. Were you doing that during college? Uh, yeah. Okay. Yep. How'd you get into that? Um, the one, uh, the one semester I went back to actually, the one semester I went back to, to, uh, normal to do a semester at Illinois State University, I was bored and bummed out and walking with my head down on the campus. Um, and, uh. How I walk around every day? Yeah. And, uh, somebody had also had like taped flyers to the concrete. Okay. Of or the sidewalk about an audition for like an improv group. Okay. And so I was like, all right, I'm not doing anything. I'm going to go check that out. Yeah, so I went and checked it out, went to the audition and got, uh, you know, got picked and fell in love with that. And then uh, I didn't stick around for Illinois State past that semester. I ended up going back to Wisconsin. I'm like, well, I got to keep doing this thing. Yeah, because so, I like this. Yeah, so I started uh, I started an, an improv thing over there and like a couple of much smarter, much more ambitious guys um, kind of, you know, kind of uh, took it over from there. Okay. Um, primarily a dude named uh, John Haller, who I think is like a, like a comedy script writer guy okay. in, in L.A. now. Oh, wow. But, uh, yeah. And, like, 
I only knew like the little bit of like the improv type of stuff that I had learned in the one semester at uh, ISU okay. when I went, you know, went back over to Wisconsin to try and start one thing, the thing back thing up. And uh, John Haller though was like so psyched, like, you know, because I did my auditions and he got picked and he was like a hardcore like theater guy, like writer guy, super ambitious and stuff. So after like uh, that year, like he went and did like an internship at a, at like a improv comedy theater. I don't remember exactly the full name of the place, but it was in Atlanta. Okay. And so he came back the next semester and he was like, "I know exactly how to do this." Yeah, like he's like, "I figured more it out." Cons- more consistently, so yeah. it's, so it's like more consistently funny and in uh you know fewer times that it sucks yeah and then so you know he kind of you know kind of ran from with that and it was great because he was you know like he knew the shit and then we all got into lime you know yeah and we got into del close and all of that kind of stuff and then you know i basically uh kept doing it um after college um when were you introduced to stand up uh in uh well probably actually literally when i was a little kid because okay. uh, my dad was like both of my parents liked comedy and so like wh- back in the day they had like the hbo like uh they had uh this thing gotham, um, gotham no nah, or... it was not like even a gotham thing it was uh they had whatever that they had that thing every year that was like hosted by Billy Crystal and Whoopi Goldberg and oh, Robin okay. Williams. It was okay. like a big festival, like, whole comedy for like the whole like raise money for the homeless thing like every okay. year. So they'd watch that every year. That you know they were really into that. My dad loved Steve Martin, so I would like some like weekend mornings like I'd I'd sit on the bed in in my parents' room with him while and listen to the Wild and Crazy Guy album. Okay. And, uh, you know, some other stuff. So there was a lot of laughing going on in your house? Was that a... Yeah, I mean, it was it was there. I mean, it wasn't all the time, right. you know. But, yeah, it was there. It was there. Um, yeah, and they were into comedy and stuff. And, uh, you know, and I used to stay up late sometimes, like, like when I was... Uh, once I got to, like, junior high, high school, like, you know, I'd stay up late with my dad watching, like, reruns of comedy stuff, like yeah. stand-up things and sketch comedy SCTV and, uh, you know, Saturday Night Live and all of that. What are your goals in comedy? Uh, be able to make a living. Okay. And uh, not have any, uh, not have any uh, debts. Yep. Um, and uh, Be your own boss. Yeah, be, be your own boss, make a living at it, not have any debts, and be able to, be able to tour and have people that I respect 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 the comedy that I do okay. like you know that's it I don't need uh, I don't need to be the voice of a bunch of fucking CGI like you know uh, ogres and, and shit in DreamWorks movies okay. I don't need that I don't need a Netflix special that's I was just gonna tell you I man want. I got this I got this new gig I'm doing a CGI cat Oh shit! Yeah, I'm doing the you voice. You hit the big time. Yeah, I'm doing. That the... That means you're Illuminati certified. Yeah, they've, so, they've chosen you. So I'm doing a I'm doing a voice. Uh, you know who Jason Krychek is? Yeah. 
Yeah, so he's he wrote uh, some stuff for that unfit show that got on Amazon. Oh, nice. About uh, about uh, people working at the gym. Mm-hmm. And he hit me up a little bit ago, and he was like, hey, have you ever thought about doing voice acting work? And I was like, yes, I have. <laughs> I That's like, cool yeah. as shit, dude. So he, uh, Congratulations. Thank you. So he's writing, he's writing this story about um, the adult entertainment industry and like a sex shop. Nice. And, I'm, and it's going to be animated, but I'm, I'm a cat. I'm like the cat that like, works at the, at the sex shop. That gets away with saying things that like a normal human being wouldn't get to say. So you're kind of like uh, I'm the comic relief cat who gets who gets. So you you say the things, but do you also do things that other people don't get away with? So, I don't know. Yeah. Yeah, I'm trying to figure that. out if you're gonna if you're gonna be more like Garfield in a sex shop or Heathcliff in a sex shop. I think more Heathcliff. Nice. In a, in a sex shop. Heathcliff is way fucking better. <laughs> I'm Garfield's about a fucking it. fraud. Yeah, Garfield, you know, he's he's a punk. Total you know? punk. Yeah. Total punk. All so, he's got is snark. Yeah, that's he it. He doesn't have a he's past. He's sassy. Yeah, that's he's all he's sassy. got. He doesn't have a backstory. He no, doesn't have a family. No, he just hates everything. You know? Yeah. yeah. So I'm excited about that. Um, that's awesome. That's something that I want to do. Uh I also I really like your uh, your views and how you how how you want to just make some money and be able to tour and yeah be my own boss and because like that's the dream right like everybody yeah. everybody wants a job that they're good at and that they love in the right? field they love yeah right like that's what it that's what everybody wants you know um, so. Why not have that be the dream, right? Yeah. And I think most of the time, you know, like, I don't know about all people, but I think a lot of people, like, start there. Yeah. You know, is that's, you know, what they want. And then they come to be like, well, the only way to actually make a living is I got to, you know, be on sitcoms or book commercials or yeah. be in movies or have the Netflix special, right. you know. Like all this I just want to tour. I just want to be on the road 24/7. Yeah. Making money, going to new towns, meeting new people. Yeah. I don't mind I don't mind uh like road is kind of fun and uh and stressful sometimes. I'm sure I'm sure you get tired of it real quick. You know, you're like, "Oh, I miss my bed. I miss my yeah. shower." I mean, I miss... and it's uh and it's you know, it's very sausage festy. Yeah. Of course, you know. Except you, except if you're like me, who apparently gets along with all the women comics, as you said last time we hung out. <laughs> Which is there's nothing wrong with that. There's nothing wrong with that. Um, no, you know? no, I'll just give you shit. <laughs> there's, 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 there's women comics. There's women comics that 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 I'm cool with. Yeah, I'd never hang a, out and with, I roll with them. You know, <laughs> right? <laughs> Mostly, I know them from New York. Yeah, and I haven't really seen them since. That's New funny. York, I, uh, but, I'm on you know, there's Twitter. some out here that I think are like pretty awesome. I'm on Twitter. I'm doing Twitter a lot. I'm trying to be on there, uh, posting jokes and stuff. Yeah, <clears throat> and a lot of the people I follow are New York comics. Nice. I got a lot of LA comics. I got a lot of New York comics, and it's always funny to me to watch them like snidely talk shit about the other. <laughs> there's like this, this. I don't know, it's it's cliche, but there's like a rivalry between L.A. and New York when it yeah. comes to comedy, and it's just... 
it's very uh it's very entertaining to just yeah. see the different points of views. Yeah. No comment. No comment. <laughs> <laughs> All right. All I can say is I I've never I've never had a desire to live in LA and I never want to live in LA. But if, you know, it's nice to visit. Yeah. I mean, if there was a thing where it was like, "Oh, Here's this awesome thing that is paying you. Yeah, come do five nights. Right, and it just happens to be in L.A., then yeah, I'll, I'll, like, you know. But I've never, like, it's never been attractive to me to live there. Who are are some of your inspirations when it comes to comedy? Uh, Steve Martin. Of course. He grew up on Steve. Yeah, um... Actually, uh, uh, George Carlin. Okay. I can see that with your comedy. Yeah. Cliche, but uh, Bill, F- Bill Hicks. Okay. Um, You're going for those kind of smart, angry guys. Yeah. Don Rickles. Okay. Like, old school. Like, okay. it always used to make me laugh when I started doing, like, uh, open mics in New York and stuff. Like, I remember seeing some open mic guy at some uh, open mic in the basement of a Polish bar, like... Like, and he had some random, not very good bit where he made this snide remark about, like, you know, racist comics like Don Rickles. And I'm like, you don't fucking get Rickles. Right. You don't fucking get Rickles. You don't get, you don't get it. You, you don't get it. You don't get it. Um, He's calling out the absurd. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, those guys, um, uh, Paul Rodriguez. Okay. Um Mark Curry, that was actually the first live stand-up I saw. Okay. The hanging with Mr. Cooper guy. Okay. And he was fucking great. Was he? Was that? Was he? Yeah, he was. He was fucking, he was fucking great. Yeah. <laughs> my mom took me to that. <laughs> so, uh, you know, I appreciate that. Shout out to my mom. Um, Shout out Robbie's mom. Yep. Uh, yeah, but those, those folks, uh, Mitch Hedberg. Oh, yeah. Um, Bill Burr. Okay, I can Bill, see it. Billy Boy. Did I tell you that story about me meeting Bill Burr? No, I want to hear it. Was yeah, this, uh, so I went to the... Or cur- you might have, actually. Now that, now that I made myself a liar and said, <laughs> no, you didn't tell it to me, yeah. I do remember you did tell me, but okay. tell it to me again. Yeah, so I went, I went to L.A. Yeah. for a weekend. I was like, I'm gonna, I went with a other comic buddy, and I was like, let's go. Let's go do L.A. Let's see what the hype is about L.A. Let's... Mm-hmm. Let's go introduce ourselves to some people. Let's get to know some people. Let's check out L.A. So we go and we try to get on four mics and all of them are like, nope, full up, no more, no more people. So we're getting bummed. We're like, damn it, dude, what are we going to do? We came all the way to L.A. for the weekend. We can't even get some open mic time. So we, uh, we're like, you know what, man, let's just go to the comedy store. Let's go hang out at the comedy store. Let's go watch some professionals do comedy. Maybe maybe they'll have the open mic in the, in the belly room. So we're sitting there, and they try to charge us for drinks because it's like the two-drink minimum. But mm-hmm. we're like, hey, we're comics. And they're like, oh, okay, you're supposed to go sit over there. That's where comics sit back there. So we go up, and we're sitting down, and my buddy's right in front of me watching and I see somebody kind of, like, move in my peripheral. I can't pronounce that word. Um, but I see fucking Bill Burr in, like, a tracksuit. Yeah, I remember <laughs> this now. Yeah. And he just, like, sits two seats away from me. 
And he, uh, he kind of, I look at him and I look at my buddy and I'm like, oh shit, dude, it's Bill, it's Bill Murray. Yeah. And I look at Bill Murray and he just gives me like the head nod. Yep, yep. <laughs> And I was like, holy shit, dude, Bill Murray just gave me that nod. Oh. Yeah, see, like, like, I feel like that's just the thing that you should do. Yeah, that's, that's it. A, that's a respectful that's thing it. to do whenever you see someone that's famous. And yeah, they, that's it. They don't want they, to be bothered. Right. The, uh, yeah, you, you acknowledge yeah. that you see that they see you and you see them and that you know who they are. That's it. Head nod and yeah. keep it moving. And then he gets called up and he goes up and he does uh, seven or eight minutes on uh, his new baby he's got. And his wife and everybody loved him and cheered for him like he just destroyed and then he just left. <laughs> that was that was me meeting Bill Burr. I was like, hell yeah, it was so nice. It was cool. It's brilliant. And then I went to a we the next day we found an open mic that was open but it was a pay for. So you had to pay like yeah. you had to pay like seven bucks for seven minutes. Mm-hmm. And uh, dat fans just hanging out, playing guitar, just chilling with everybody. And it was just, it was cool watching him talk about how at one point he was one of the, you know, because of uh, Last Comic Standing, he was probably one of the best-known comics in the world at one point. So he told stories about how he used to go to, like, orgies and... Just lived the life of the rock star comic <laughs> for a very short period of time. Yeah. And now he's just a dude that plays guitar at open mics and hangs out with comics. <laughs> so it was a very, like, oh, it was a weird experience. <laughs> That's pretty cool, though. Yeah. I mean, uh, like, uh, does he have a book on that? Like, That's him? Yeah. I don't know if he has a book out. He... He's gonna need to have a book at I some point so. about it, right? About like how I just imagine, like you know, he was like he's so funny because he was like he was just I don't know he's that fan he's got that like over the top kind of Asian accent, but he puts it on. That's like a character that he does. Yeah. He, you know, and he's just kind of like holding the wall. He's got like his hand against the wall when he's talking, and he's just like, yeah, you know, one night I'd. You know, be involved in an orgy, and then the next night I'd be in bumfuck Nebraska, like just hanging out. Yeah. And it was just, it was, I don't know, it was weird. That's pretty cool, though. Comedy is weird. Is that the, uh, is that the kind of road life you want? Uh, Orgies one night in the middle of Nebraska, the next. Sure, I mean, uh, more orgies than middle of Nebraska, but you know. Uh, <laughs> You know, I'll take I'll take Nebraska on like a Wednesday night if you know it has to happen or whatever. Mm-hmm. But I wanna, I'd like to be involved in the or around the orgies. You know, on Friday, Saturday, Sunday nights. Yeah. You know, I don't want. I don't think I'd ever want to go to like a Monday night orgy. It sounds like it's probably equivalent of like Monday night orgies for the people, like. That are big into Monday night football. Yeah, I don't. But I don't, also into kinky sex. Yeah, I don't. Think, so it's like beer and bratwurst. Yeah, and football first. It's more and of like a barbecue, and then like a couple people are fucking yeah. in a random room, you know. So see, I don't. I don't know. Like, uh, I if if I was gonna be if I was gonna be in a world of uh, like orgies and all that kind of stuff, I think like that ship is passed. I don't think I'm built for that kind of thing. Right. Like. 
in my imagination, and I don't know the first thing about it, I've never been in an orgy, it's like, I just, uh, like, imagine a lot of times it's like the orgies happen with the people that you didn't want to have an orgy with. <laughs> there you go. And therefore, like, <laughs> and therefore there's going to be a lot of drugs involved because yeah. you need the drugs to, so to that you can forget a little bit yeah. <laughs> about the fact that you're involved in an orgy with the people that you, you didn't, didn't want to be involved in an orgy with. That's why I don't want to be in an orgy But it's like, but you wanted it. an orgy. You wanted an orgy story. Yes. And you wanted to be able yes. to say. But it's like, it's yeah. like, uh, did, did I want... That's why I'll take did my I want chances. this orgy? I'll take my chances on a Saturday night orgy before I'll yeah. take my chances on a Monday night. It's like, uh, yeah, I mean... Right, but there's like this, this, there's, there's like, there's like uh, sex clubs and stuff like that, like in in New York, and I know they they exist out here. Yeah, there's too, a couple. Right? There's the green room. Yeah, the green door. Yeah, like which I only know, like, I just knew that that was the name of like a vintage pornography, uh, classic of cinema. Okay. You know, this uh, thing. Called, I think it was like behind the green door. Okay. Like from like the seventies. Okay. I didn't know that there was an actual place called the green door. The that's, green door. That's how. Uh, that's how provincial I am. Okay. I don't know what that means. That means like, like a small towny, small tiny. Okay. Okay. Like you know, not don't understand the, world, the world. Yeah. You know, okay. which is uh, you know, which is, which is where to say it because you know because I've because I've lived in Japan and I've. You know, I've, I've, you know, I was born it's overseas you that. and I've been I'm in Mexico. Learn, Are you? To learn Japanese oh yeah. Right now. yeah, you posted that. You posted that on your uh, on your book face. Yeah, uh, not too long ago. I'm trying to That's learn true. Japanese. It's very. Uh, it's a beautiful language. The R's, the R's are getting me because they're not. They're not R's. They're, they're not. Uh, yeah, they're more. It's it's more. It, there's there's like there's like a there's like a subtle. There's like a subtle shadow of an R. Yeah. But it's more L-ish. Yeah. Than it is R-ish. Okay. But it's not exactly an L. Yeah. So either. it's kind of throwing me off yeah. a little bit. Because I'm learning the twos and the and the the good and the two and the you know the. Did you do uh? So I'm, Did you do Spanish and like uh ever learned Spanish? I did one year of very basic Spanish in like ninth grade. Yeah. Because I think... Uh, and then I took home economics the next three years. Because that was more your speed than yeah, the Spanish. Yeah, I was like, I like You're cooking. like, you're like uh, yeah. I'm more, I'm more, like, I'm going to do more with these Food. culinary yes. culinary skills yes. than I'm going to do with this language. So yeah, I'm not going to lie to myself. Listen, all I need to know is yeah. no mames way, and that's all, that's it, you know? That's, uh, I just need to know the bad shit. I need to know if the dishwasher's mad at me. Yeah. You know, that's really all I need to know when it comes to Spanish. So I focused on uh the culinary arts yeah. and then But the uh know. the vowels though, the Spanish vowels, like yeah. for me, like cuz I learned a little Japanese when I li- lived in Japan um which I didn't retain any of it. Okay. But when I was actually making the uh effort to learn it and knew a little bit, like I found that the vowels the the vowels in Japanese were similar enough to vowels in spanish that it okay. was like it wasn't too that's too the thing cr- with a lot crazy of a lot of languages are very similar yeah you know like italian and spanish are yeah. almost there's aspects you know yeah. there's aspects that that yeah. where you'll find they're all latin yeah so, so japan is obviously not, not latin, latin based but like the vowels right the vowel sounds are like you know for me i was like uh. okay those are like very yeah. similar, like it's the similar vowels as as Spanish to me is like kind of, 
you know, how, how I looked at it, but, you know, uh, learning the, the multiple different alphabets mm -hmm. also haven't retained. Yeah. That's the hard part. Like, Cause I'm doing it hard. in a, yeah. do it in, in a Duolingo. Yeah. And it's teaching me how to write it as well as say it and stuff. So is it showing you just, uh, is it showing you the kanji, the katakana and the, 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 yeah. So the it'll show, yeah. So it'll show like a symbol and then K-I, and then you got to find which one's which. Oh, that's cool, By though. memory, that's and then cool. you're like, oh. And then, because, like, uh, the symbol for A almost looks like an A. Like, that's how I picture it in my head, is I'm like, oh, I know that symbol yeah. kind of looks like the A. You know what I mean? Kind of so, thing. Uh, and then the, there's, like, uh, this, and it's key. Uh, so, so, because you guys can't see it, he's yeah. he's making the letter with his hand. Yeah, I'm doing like the greater than, less yeah. than sign. It's it's <coughs> not a gang sign, even no. though <laughs> I'm, you know, yeah. I... So, so, I'm trying to pick up on the little, the little, like, oh, that kind of looks like a J, that's M-O, you know, that kind of thing. Yeah. Like, that's how my brain works, I guess, is yeah. I just find something familiar with the symbol... And then I go, oh, okay, that's key, or though that's ah, that's. Mm -hmm. So it's it's uh, you know. Fun. Learning, learning. I feel like I need to uh, work on keeping the brain active. And no, is that is that the main reason why you decided to start teaching yourself Japanese, or and and why Japanese? Is it so? Is it because they're better people than us? Because, absolutely. Yeah, because they are. Uh, they are better people than us. They're they're hardworking, respectful, intelligent human beings. Yep. Um, but also, I got an uncle who I'm pretty close to. I grew up close in age with one of my uncles, and he uh, <clears throat> is in the army. Nice. And he is going to Japan for a year and a half to work on um, COVID-19 stuff. He's trying to work on the cure and, you know, not oh, necessarily the cure, but he's learning. He's working in labs about stuff is he, uh... to do with COVID. Is he like a is he like a trained medical kind of guy yeah, so within he, the military? He's, he's trained. So if like I don't know how to explain his job other than if SARS was to happen here, if there was a case of SARS, yeah, he would be the guy who gets all suited up mm. and it figures out that it's SARS, takes it to a lab, you know, and then tries to figure out where that SARS came from. Gotcha. So he's a... Uh, like an epidemiologist? Is that kind the of word? like a... Like a or a virologist? Or yeah, something? yeah, like a... Um, I, I, it's on the tip of my tongue. But he's like a... He's like a... Um, what is that type of terrorism? What is that? Um, bioterrorism? Yeah, he's expert? a bioterrorist... Uh, specialist, specialist guy. Specialist kind of guy. That's so, pretty interesting. So it's very... Uh, so he's going to Japan for about a year, year and a half... And I wanted to, you know, he's learning Japanese. I figure I'd learn it so we That's can, awesome. so we can communicate in a different way, and then mm -hmm. and maybe you could uh, visit him and stuff. That's too. what I was thinking. Yeah, was I think that's that, a great thing. It's a, it's a plus. Uh, Japanese women are beautiful. Um, the most beautiful in the world, in my humble opinion, all right. which doesn't mean anything. Right? No, I. <laughs> my opinion doesn't mean anything. That's just. Uh, that's just. Know, uh, that's something we agree on. Yeah. 
So, so I've, you know, I've always, like, I've always found it, like, I've always found it ridiculous when people uh, say that that's like an Asian, like, uh, like if you, if you're a guy yeah. and you find, find Asian women attractive, then that means you have a fetish. Yeah. Because a fetish is something that's rare. Yeah. And weird as shit. Right. If you and there are 3.4 billion Asian people in the world. World. That's the default you setting for really. 4.3 billion, yeah, not 3.4. Yeah. 4.3 billion Asian people in the world. That's yeah. the default setting for humanity. Yeah, That's the fetishize. opposite of a fetish. <laughs> That's baseline normal for humanity. Thank That's what you. most of the fucking world is. Yes. That's not a fetish. Okay. That's a natural inclination. Perfect. I think that's a great way to end this podcast. Uh, <laughs> where can the three or four of my listeners uh, find you? Are you uh, doing... Yeah, they can find me. Uh, they can find me on the uh, Instagrams. Uh, okay. Uh, Robbie Aces underscore stand up. You're doing, uh, you're doing videos. Yes, I am. I'm starting to do some bi- videos on there. They can find me on the TikToks. Okay. Until uh, until, until uh, whatever happens down. happens. Yeah. Are you, you know? on the Twitters? Um, I've always been uh, hesitant to get on the Twitters. They say it's best for comics. Yeah, I, I so know. Much you know, because it's, it's a place to work material, on material and yeah. get noticed and all that. And that's kind of how thing. you get. Yeah, that's the only reason you why know? I'm on Twitter right now is I just want yeah. to get noticed. I want somebody to be like, holy shit, yeah. that guy is stupid. They could also go to my website, vanillatino.com, which we didn't talk about this entire, uh, you know, podcast, but, you know. But you got to tell me about that now. Yeah. yeah I'm a, what is that? Cause, 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 I didn't even know about cause, that. Because that's what I am. I'm a, I'm a guarito. I'm a guero. I'm a, I'm a, You're a white Latin? I'm a white Latino. Okay. You know, I don't look the part. No. Right? You, look AKA, very, you look very it, Colombian. Oh, do I? Yeah, you look... How I, nice of you to say. So I had... Is it in the nose? Yeah, so I grew up... <laughs> <laughs> I grew up with a, a Colombian family uh, living next door to me. Cool. And uh, the daughter's name was Juliana, and she was my age, and she was very pretty. Of course she was. She was very Colombians pretty. are the second prettiest women ve- in the world. She was very uh, attractive. Yep. Very nice people. Uh, whenever they had a little bit of extra food, because they, they overcook, they like to cook. Oh, all the time. Mom, mom liked to all cook. All the time. So yeah. anytime they had any extra food, they'd be like, "Hey, you guys want some?" And it was delicious every time. Yeah. <laughs> when it, yeah, anytime I had uh, anytime I had friends friends over at the house, uh, like growing up, uh, they were always well fed. Yes. They were always well-fed. No one was... Uh, I love that about, like, Latina or Latino families. They, uh... Every time I... Even as a kid, every time I went to a friend's house, it was always just like, hey, you hungry? And I'd be like, well, I mean, yeah. You know, I was nervous to interact with adults. Yeah. <laughs> you know, as, yeah. a, as a younger kid, teenager, mm-hmm. and stuff like that. But they were always very, like, hey, come have some food. My mom was also like in any, like in between the like at the heavy cooking. She was always trying to force fruit on people. Okay. Like she'd like you know, you'd be in the middle of a. Re- pretending pretending to be WWF superstars. Uh-huh. You know, because it wasn't WWE back then. Right. And she'd like bust into the room like with like just randomly bust in like. You want some grapes? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> want some fruit? Yeah. <laughs> Do that accent one more time. Robertico. <laughs> All right, so what's the yeah. website? 
Vanillatino.com. That's my... Uh, is that a real thing? Yeah. It's, You're not it's, messing with me? No, I'm not okay. messing with you. That's right. my... That's my uh, that's my stand up website. I, I have to I have to uh, be a little bit better about like upkeeping it, it and updating okay. it and stuff. But it exists. It's there. It's been there. All right. Um, well, thanks for having me. This was fun. Yeah, for sure. Um, uh, if we ever do it again, we'll talk about the Irish side. Next. Yes, that's yeah. that's something we got to talk about. The good old IRA side of your <laughs> your uh, existence. Yep. Right. All right, well, uh, this was episode four of Not So Live from the Shed with my good friend Robbie. Um, There will probably be a part two since we've started, you know, hanging out and having dinner. And so he's cooked twice for me now. Are you one of those people that, uh, real quick before we go, are you one of those people that likes cooking for other people? 100%. Yeah. You're you're doing... You're doing service for people. Yeah, it's, it's kind I of like think. a love language kind of yeah. thing. You care about somebody. I yeah. I mean, I started doing it when this thing, you know, since uh, this thing started. Because I'm like, you know what, right? Um, people are probably getting stirred crazy, right? And, uh, you know. It's good to interact right? with your fellow this, human. Yeah, this would be a way to, like, foster community. Yes. And uh, be of service to other people that are probably... Like going nuts in their house. If you ever want an in with the Mormons, you let me know, okay? Hell's yes. Okay. I mean, you know. Yeah. Mormon, you know, Mormons have. You brought you brought me into your community. I think <laughs> yep. it's only fair I bring you into mine. Hell, I would. I, it would be an honor. Okay. All right. Well, this was fun. Say goodbye. Bye. <laughs>